This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis S Delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast now in our sixth season, Groundhog Day, looking at the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Benjamin Bloom and you are tuned in to the flagship show available each and every week on audio and video. So for sometimes irreverent but always informative hour or more of football conversation, make your Monday a Blue Monday. What was wrong with that intro, Dave? Comfort. I don't know. It was really, wasn't really paying attention. Wasn't really went, paying attention. When I went, one more. Oh, one more. You said, "Why throw that in?" Didn't you? It takes me back to Sunday evenings of old. To be fair, Sunday evenings. You've been doing this nonsense for five years, David. Episode uh, four hundred and seven. By the way, this is David Diamond. Everybody, founding yeah, member. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. No. It just. Yeah. So, seems like it. Sometimes, Ben. To be fair, seems like it, doesn't it? Four hundred. And um, catching up on Dave and I is Joe Fares, who is, well, depending on whether you're looking at the screen or listening, uh, slightly above Dave and to my left, where he loves to be. <laughs> Do I have to say something now? Yeah, generally in podcasts, say entertaining, insightful stuff and, and it works well. A bit of um, general banter. <laughs> oh, no. I, th- I think there's another there's another podcast that's got that as their opening segment, isn't it? Um, our opening segment, though, gentlemen, involves new arrivals to be excited about. This is Luke Thomas, uh, a winger signed from Barnsley on loan this week. Been at Derby, um, went from Derby to Barnsley. We think in undisclosed land for yeah, over a million pounds. Yeah. Um, Got some appearances for Barnsley over his time. Obviously, he was signed when Daniel Stendel was the manager. Um, needless to say, Gerhard Struber didn't really fancy him. And Valerian Ismail totally doesn't fancy him. Um, we'll go to Joe first. Um, Joe, Luke Thomas, discuss. It's interesting when you put his stats up on the screen there because it shows that 
last season in the championship, and this is league games. He played thirty nine out of the forty six league be, games. That's a I know that's with Joe, subs so as well, but, subs, yeah. but nineteen out of the twenty two, twenty three we played this year. So even though I'm sure a lot of those are sub appearances, that is a he is involved in nearly every game for Barnsley since he was he was involved in nearly every game for Coventry in eighteen nineteen, involved in every game for Barnsley in nineteen twenty, involved <clears> in every game so far the season twenty twenty one. So he is he isn't a player that's just been come through, been left out, not played anywhere. He's, he's a player that's got a, a fair amount of football under his belt, even if it's just minutes here and there. He's someone that has been involved in match day 18s all the way through. And I say when he was at Derby, I think it was a big surprise when he left Derby to go to um, Barnsley. But I think that might say something to do with their financial fair play position, which has sort of come out since that they just needed to cash in where they could on certain players. And I say, I think he's, he's definitely a player with a lot of potential. He's, he's someone that is, quick, direct, likes to run, works hard. His best football came in this league under Mark Robbins at Coventry. And I say he's, he's definitely a, one to be excited about on the face of it as a signing. Dave, just Woodrow and Adebayo and Chaplin, Freezer ahead of him at Barnsley. And he's come out and said, oh, I'm a, I'm a winger. And they're playing wing backs with Styles and, and yeah, Britain. So I mean- are, are we benefiting from... Um, possible bad fit, or has he agitated his way out? Does that worry you? It, it seems like oh, I say, can I say, it seems like there's a bit of both going on there, doesn't it? I mean, certainly, <laughs> certainly, Ismail, certainly, Ismail didn't didn't really hold him in high regard. I don't know, sort of almost intimated that his attitude is slightly unprofessional. I mean, I don't know, you know, but as Joe said, from what I've seen and all I saw, I mean, was the YouTube clips. He looks very quick, very direct. And looked uh, out and, you know, wholly left footed player, out and out left footed player. And looked, um, yeah, looked, uh, looked, looked decent. And I've, spoiler alert, I think he may, did make an impact in his brief cameo yesterday for sure. Brilliant. Someone who didn't make a difference, Dave, you've been doing this too long, haven't you? Um, was Josh Harrow, wow. who um, wow, wow, signed wow. on loan uh, from Preston. <sighs> and I, I watched Preston um, today. I covered Preston on my YouTube channel. And Dave, they've just got about 20 players. Um, Ledson, Mollenby, Gallagher, yeah. um, Pearson, um, John, Johnson, who you used to like back John in the Stein. day. Um, yeah. and just a million players in those positions. Um, nasty injury. Um, again, spoiler alert, he's... Um, Sadly, um, caught COVID, so couldn't uh, be involved yesterday. But Josh Harrop, I mean, we had a, a um, little back and forth in the Blue Monday chat. Um, is Are we fully stocked in that area or is it a case of a, a quality player as a quality player and I mean, you'd, you'd hope so. Obviously, comes from good pedigree, Man United Academy. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, picked up a, a ACL, didn't you know, cruciate, cruciate at quite a young age, I think. Um, so certainly, I think early twenties. Hence, if you look at his appearance record, it is um, <laughs> he's twenty five and really hasn't. Is it thirty nine? I think thirty nine starts, fifty five as sub. So yeah, I mean, hasn't played. Certainly hasn't played much football. But again, from what I've seen of him, a good technical, good technical player. Um, should add something. Should add something to us going forward. You think a little bit more. Add something to, for us. A little bit more creativity going forward. But. I mean, I mean, it's just so us, isn't it? He just couldn't make it up. So apparently had a negative test on Tuesday. Came down on Monday, I think, I believe. Negative test on Tuesday. Signed on Wednesday. Positive we, test on Friday. Can we start a rumour, Dave? You know, you know at Newmarket on the A14 where there's the wow. BP either side? That's where he caught it. 
in, <laughs> in there. I'm making a rumour up. Um, Ray, Joe, honestly, you couldn't make it up, could you? Josh Harrop. Can you rhyme that with Frank Yellop? Harrop, Yellop, no. Um, Joe, Josh Harrop. Yeah, it's, it's again, on the face of it, it's a decent signing coming in. Good mm. players, got plenty of experience at level above. Good age, sort of looking to maybe kick on. But for, for me, this is just an unnecessary one, really, when you look what we've got in that position. You've got Teddy Bishop, you've got Alan Judge, you've got Armando Dobry, you've got Idris El Mazzouni. Is he better than all those players? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say so from what I've seen of, sort of Teddy but, Bishop when he's in full flow. And the, the problem for me is to bring him into the squad. We've had to push a right back out the door just to allow him to be able to play. And that leaves us short in, in sort of key positions where we are not short on midfielders. But I say, he's, like I say on the surface of it, he's a decent player, but he's been out most of the first half of the season with hamstring injuries. That's true. Is, I mean, my, how, my, how's my that going to work here? My take Dave. on it, though, are our midfield players really doing it, though? They're not, are they? Mm. They're clear, clear. All right, they've had injuries also, but our midfield players aren't creating anything. Will we get? I know. I know the COVID thing is very unfortunate, but will we get ten starts out of Harrop? I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't put much money on that. Don't know. Are we going to? Yeah. Are we going to get another ten out of Bishop and Co? Just this. Mm. Don't know. Don't know. Um, Joe mentioned pushing a right back out the door, so out goes. Um, I think Andy in the newspaper wrote one of the strangest ITFC um, careers. Uh, out goes Janoy Danassian up to Fleetwood on loan. And uh, Joe, very efficiently and was the first person to do so, pointed this out in the Blue Monday WhatsApp group that he appeared in the Who Scored, um, it's all metrics and numbers, uh, team of the week. I oh, know, that, uh, so, that was the EFL team of the week. That was, oh, was, was that it? Official? Okay. Yeah. Um, it, they must borrow the same data, though, mustn't they? They'll farm yeah. it out. Um, Dave. Janoi Janoi Danassian, um, it's just just seems a bit odd and a bit of a myth. I, mean, I know we've discussed him a few times. What's what's your views on him out to Fleetwood? I mean, it is odd, really, because I thought when he has played the small amount of time he has played this season, I think he's had he's been quite decent. It really has been quite decent, and we've got no cover there, really. I mean, Chambers has Chambers has played there all season, but obviously Vincent Young. Well, are we going to see him this? I, I look, I don't know. There's rumours that he's back on, you know, back on the grass, as they say, and back <laughs> out there training. But you know, doesn't seem to be anywhere near, anywhere near back playing again. So um, yeah, I think that leaves us quite, quite sure. I've always liked Danassi. I've never had anything against Danassi at right back. I think he's, yeah, well, I think he played inside and wasn't wasn't great, but certainly at right back, I think he's done okay. Um, yeah, an odd one, and uh, yeah, Joe Joe's right, I guess. You know, Harrop coming in, meaning um, with the salary cap, someone has to go out. But Danassian for me, a strange one. Although apparently he was a wanted man. I mean, apparently there was a derisory offer. What's it, fifty k from Plymouth, I believe, and apparently Wigan and Sunderland were sniffing round him as well. So maybe he was, you know, one of the players that was a fringe player that uh, someone actually wanted. For goodness' sake, you know, Joe. Well, yes, I think on the podcast on Friday, the Kings of Anglia one, Andy Warren said that there was twelve or thirteen clubs after him in leagues one and two, and it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not, like you talk, and I think it was like Rochdale, Colchester, Shrewsbury, Accrington, Fleetwood. He wanted to go to Accrington, but they, the money on the deal didn't work out apparently, according to that pod. But like I say I'm, he, he's no world beater, is he, Danashian? He's but. As a, as a backup, right back, he, he's solid. But because it's, it's not just that, you stick him on the bench, he can cover right back, he can cover left back, and a, a, left, a left wing back. If he was on football manager, defend a right wing back left, which would be the oddest yeah. combination. But, but I mean, he can cover any of the defensive roles, and it's that's quite a useful player to have when you are limited on numbers in the squad. 
it just seems baffling to me. Like, I, I don't think you can, like, as much as I want to see Vincent Young back out there, I don't think you can rely on Vincent Young to play to play this season at all, really. No. You can't, no. you can't, you can't envisage that he is going to come back in, hit the ground running, be fine, sort of play out. And realistically, that means we need to, Luke Chambers and, and on the other side, Stephen Ward, need somebody backing them up for this run of games we've got coming up, whether they play. Chambers plays two and Dinashian comes in and plays one, but you've got to look after your, your players. And it just seems crazy that we're letting out a solid player go. I mean, at the moment, the only experience cover we've got at, got at fullback at all is, is Kenlock, isn't it? Yeah. And he's, <laughs> and like I said, there's, at right back, what's the cover? Wolfenden, probably? Yeah, he's played there, I suppose. Yeah. And, and it's sort of like, I, d- I don't know. It's. I think at the start of the season, we all made the point that when we signed McGuinness, it's like that should have been a right back we should have been signing then. Mm. And it sort of turned out even more so. It's like we are. Perhaps, Luke James is going to play 46 games at right back this season. Perhaps, guys, his his wage may have been a desirable one to get off the wage bill. I, I, I don't well, know. Well, he was, he was, what, 750,000, was he reportedly incoming? Um, but so. we think all those Hearst deals, Joe, had a big. Um, uh, relegation. I heard um, them sort of all between sort of like three and four thousand with a fifty percent wage. Big, big wage so maybe, maybe so, I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. I'm wrong. Um, but Lambert has never ever fancied him from the moment he's walked in the no. door. I think no, before he walked in the door, he didn't fancy him, did he? Well, no. When we needed a right back, he said, "Oh no, he's a centre back." And then when we needed well, a centre back, he said, "He's a right back." And did he not have him? Did he not have him at Villa? Was he not his manager at Villa? Many many years many ago. Years ago. Well, yeah. well, he, he actually put him, on, put him on a bench for a Premier League game when he was at Villa as a teenager. But then, do you, do you when he put salt in his tea or something instead of when Matt Hill was assistant manager at Tranmere, they took him on loan up in Tranmere and he played 15, 20 games for Matt Gill up there. So, I, I it's like I say, it's a strange one because all the people I speak to about him say, no, he, he just needs somebody to give him a bit of confidence, and a bit Good of a push. Yeah. Really nice bloke. Will mm. do. We'll do what he's asked. He's not a not a problem at all in any way in the dressing room. But like I say I think there is an element of maybe that because he hasn't played so much, he is being sort of talked up a little bit by Ipswich fans because that is always the case. You don't yeah. play, you, you get you get better when you don't play. But I call that Gordon Strachan syndrome. Get fired from a job, just wait a year, and everyone talks you up for the next job. Yeah, he's a perfectly serviceable backup fullback in this league, isn't he? And we and we need one. Sometimes these these coaches just make up their minds about players, and that's it. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, Ollie Hawkins is going to be out for six weeks. Um, he's going to have a knee operation, which, well, we'll go on to this, Dave, in respects of yesterday's lineup. Um, weird quote from, um, was it Stuart Taylor or I think it was Stuart Taylor, um, saying, Oh, it won't be that long. We think six weeks, hopefully not 10, uh, which sounded like three, <laughs> three different <laughs> answers in Ipswich treat. Treatment room speakers, and yeah, one go. Dave, Shane. how badly will we miss? Um, yeah, he, he gives look. No, no disrespect, and again, a little bit of spoiler. We'll get onto this. No disrespect to who played up front yesterday, but he gives us a much more physical presence, doesn't he? He does. He does give you bigger, you know, bigger. And I think I think he's done okay so far. He hasn't obviously set the world alight goal scoring wise, but uh, you know, I think he's done all right. Um, and yeah, I think we'll miss his physical presence. But it's another one of these. Apparently, he's been playing nursing, and you know, it's not something i don't think this has gone suddenly i think he's been playing through a nurse and a knee injury and it will just you know at some point you just won't you won't run those off you know that something will happen and you'll you know you'll just need to get the operation done which obviously they're doing now 10 weeks be likely to see him for the end of the season probably joe will we miss hawkins 
Well, if, if Lambert's going to insist on playing one up front, yeah, because yeah. ultimately the only two players in the squad really capable of doing that are James Norwood and Ollie Hawkins. And James Norwood is struggling for this big time. He's in, he's back for a game, he's out again. He's done that two or three times now. He's come back too quickly or sort of re-injured himself. So like I say we, we're, we're stuck without him. Now, the great thing about... And he's not this, even that good. No. <laughs> the great thing about this podcast is over the years, we've discussed a variety, many, many different topics, and we pride ourselves on not really repeating ourselves. So, <laughs> Mick McCarthy it's is brilliant. back. Absolutely. Has been, brilliant. has been appointed uh, manager of Cardiff City. Joe, are we all... <laughs> Have we forgiven Mick now? Are you pleased to see him back in the championship? I, 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 it doesn't worry me personally, Mick. I've never sort of been that bothered against him personally. I was cross but, with him at the time, but I think I've forgiven him now. Yeah, I, I, yeah you were. The only thing I've got is I, I did a Trixie on promotion teams this year and I put Cardiff in it. Where you sort of put three bets on and if two come in, you win a decent amount of money. And oh, one okay, of the okay, things yeah. I've got in is Cardiff to go up. So okay, happen, well, <laughs> it definitely wasn't going to happen under Neil Harris, where they just lost five or six in a row. So if Mick could do that, he'll definitely be back in my good books after that. But David, I mean, looking at it, it's almost a, not quite a similar job to what I brought in to do what he did with us, but obviously they need stabilizing. I didn't realize I looked earlier and they're like five points. I've had a, you know, as Joe said, five five defeats on the spin, five or six, which obviously cost Harris his job. And they're like four points above third from bottom. All right, you think, uh, think little, they, they little regression row, to the man. mean, a small think, improvement, and they're about ten. Yeah, you, you think know, a side I mean, like yeah. that would have enough? You think a side like that have enough? So, look, McCarthy coming in will no doubt make them solid or make them difficult to beat, as we know how he <laughs> sets up sides. Um, I love hearing this stuff. I mean, it, I haven't, it, it, I haven't it, looked at. I mean, very. Um, how can I put it? I think a fairly mixed, um, um, a fairly mixed response from their fan base. I think, yeah. and certainly one or two of the ex-player comments I've seen are just saying, "This is just ridiculous." You know, we 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 don't need this. We need progression. We need. But I'm probably looking at how how they are at the moment. I mean, they really are on a slide. So I think they probably do need stabilising. But yeah, I think a very mixed response from the Cardiff fan base for sure. Are you looking forward to Rules, Volks and Pack in front of the back four in a 4-5-1 at home to Rotherham? Sit, sit in there, boys. Just sit I, in I there. I saw a good quote from Neil Warnock about it saying, I hear Mick McCarthy has got the job. <laughs> I hope he has. To come back from a Cyprus after a six-week holiday there, get the sack, and now he's in a good place in Wales. Uh, you can't vote. And, and Love, the band's lovely back, old job. And the band's back together. TC's with him as well. The yeah. band's back together, isn't it? Brilliant. But, but like I say, without turning it into a Cardiff City pod, I know a lot of their fans want Craig Bellamy or someone progressive. I think at this stage, Mick's he's got a contract to the end of the season. Yeah. If you want Bellamy to get the job, get him lined up for the summer. And yeah, exactly. You do not want to be coming in as a rookie manager, five defeats in a row, transition on your back. Parachute payments to no parachute payments next season. Yeah. That's, like say, we saw really, how that worked really out really for Bushier at Middlesbrough, didn't we? So I say just, I say just mix. You just get an experienced manager in just to make sure you stay up this year. There's no dramas. You can build for next season. Mick will be yeah. gone. He'll, I say, I'm sure he's negotiating a nice bonus. Will he though, Joe? He'll want to stay. He'll want to stay. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's very persuasive. I hear. Um, oh. Shall we move on? And get away from um, Cardiff and Mick, who we Cardiff. have. Um, who was the number one, wasn't he, in the uh, Blue Monday 400 top 10 list, wasn't he? Of course was he? he was. Yeah, of course he was. I can't remember. I can't remember what he did yesterday. Um, right. Ipswich versus Peterborough was our game yesterday. Um, 
standard was <laughs> standards were low and hopes were high, and um, we were sadly treated to a one-nil defeat, as many expected. Um, let's have a look at the lineup. So Holly in goal, Chambers and Ward, the fullbacks, uh, McGuinness and Ciala, the centre backs. Double pivot is Dazell and Downs. Judge right, Edwards left, Bishop 10, Drynan up top. Um, on the Ooh. bench, Wolfenden, Thomas, Hughes, Nolan, Sears, Kenlock. Um, Joe, anywhere else to go with that lineup? Pretty much what we expected. Well, I'd have, I'd have tried to get Luke Thomas in from the start. I say I just don't trust Toto Entiala. Spoiler alert, he let me down again. I, I, it just is. I don't know. As soon as you saw that team, you just think, where are the goals coming from? Because I know, I know Drynan gets a, a bit of criticism from the fans at the moment. I, I think he's okay, but he's okay if you can get bodies around him. And yeah. you look, you looked at that and you saw Bishop as a 10. Well, he's not going to play as a 10. He's going to play as an 8. Edwards and Judge seem to pin the touchline and he's just going to be there all on his own. And it played out that way. And I say, we, we, you saw that team and I think Craig sent a message around saying, where are the goals in that team? As in, who in that team has scored goals? You've probably only got Luke Chambers and Quirion Edwards who have got 10 goals for the club at all. Dave, what did you think of that 11? Yeah, as we said, I felt for drying in yesterday. I really did. Um, you know, he's he's not got, as we've already said, he's not got the stature or the physique of of Hawkins. And I think he was just a bit bullied out of it yesterday, as he has been, as he has been in some some of the other games. I don't think necessarily his fault. He was just just so so isolated. And yeah, you look at it. Where where are the goals? There's just there's just none there, none there. And at all. where were the spiders? Um, here is your Peterborough team: uh, Pim, Kent, Thompson, Beavers, Dave. We had fun. <laughs> yeah, fun with him. Was it him that got sent off for Bolton when Hurst was uh, here? And is that him, Joe? I think and it was. Still couldn't beat the ten. Beavers. Yeah. I think it was ten men. Like yeah. running in quicksand. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking in the quicksand of my thoughts. That's two David Bowie songs in a minute. Unbelievable scenes. Canu uh, and Butler, Taylor and Brown Central, Smodich, Dembele and Clark Harris <laughs> uh, with Isa also on the bench there. If you um, on the talking um, about, I say on the flip side, that side looks full of goals. Yes, indeed. Um, but uh, they didn't get any in the first half. This was. Um, well, two big chances, um, essentially created both by uh, Taylor, the central midfielder. First of all, uh, Dembele um, in behind, sort of inside left position. McGuinness puts enough pressure on him, but if he can go across the goalkeeper, um, maybe a little bit more, which then takes us to, um, uh, well, we talk about repeating subjects on the pod over the years and certainly since... Uh, the lovely Toto in Ciala has been here. We've talked about him conceding a fair few penalties. So I think it was Taylor again who um, put this one through. And um, well, I, I mean, we can we can discuss it if you want. But sliding in from from the wrong side with yeah. the wrong leg um, and um, a, a pretty clear penalty there, Dave. Would you agree? 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, to be fair, it was a really nice bit of play, probably the best bit of play in the first half leading up to that. Nice sort of little triangle. And I think Taylor gets it under and sort of like ni- really nicely weighted, sort of half volleyed ball through. And yeah, he's just on, he's just on the wrong side and you're just waiting for the lunge. And if you go back to the Dembele chance, that's, that's the difference. You know, McGuinness, yeah, sort of McGuinness holds his, you know, holds his run, doesn't lunge in there sort of pushes Dembele, Dembele wide and, you know, yeah, we get a good result out of that. But yeah, the other one, he, as soon as he tackles from the wrong side, nailed on pen, no no doubt about that. Joe, the, the best performance I think I've seen NCR the play was at Accrington. I was sort of at pitch level and it was muck and bullets in the, when we lost in the FA Cup and he was... And he was defending on the on the front foot and being very aggressive with his defending. And it almost strikes me that Enciala is this horrible combination of somebody whose key strength is also his key weakness, that he wants to defend on the front foot, but then his decision-making is so poor in these instances of, of diving in. Do you see what I'm getting at? This kind of fatally flawed, aggressive-style defender, but then mistimes all these, these tackles and concedes all these penalties, Joe? Yep, and it's just it's just the same the same with him every single game, isn't it? Last week against Burton, he puts two tackles in in the box. Luckily that they both hit the ball, so he does okay. But this this time he's done enough in the defending. He's he's got Dembele in a position where he's going away from goal. Yeah. So he's he's in a position where he he's done his job, and that's it. And then he just puts a ridiculous. It, it's such bad decision making, and it's 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 embarrassing that a League One footballer. <laughs> Let alone a guy who's played in the championship is doing this on a game by game. That's a f- like if, if you include the Sunderland one, I don't know whether you'd put the fault on him or McGinnis on that, but that's that's the fourth penalty he's given away this season, yeah. and they're all just stonewallers, nailed on, di- diving in, making challenges from the wrong side of the man, making challenges when there's not a challenge there to make. When he's done his generally, when he's done his job and pushed them into a bad position, he then still goes in for it. It's like the Lincoln away one. It's like. Soft, yes, but any reason to give the ref a decision to make that one? It's just, it's, it's, it's an embarrassment that he's still doing this. And like I say, I've got nothing against him. Like he's, he, he does a lot well, but you cannot have a centre back in your team who is just going to dive in in the box. We saw it in the championship how sort of how it cost us every single week when he first signed there. And you look at, you look at yesterday, he didn't get a yellow card for that one. There's, there's another foul on the halfway line where he just is late, just wipes into someone. You can't tackle like that at any level above this. And with a team with sort of, well, I know, I know we're not looking at it at the moment, but ultimately we want to get in the championship. You, you could not play him in the championship in a million years. And was he 27, 28? Like I say, it's just, it's, it's just a dead loss. He, a, de- a dead loss to the club now with the transfer fee we paid for him. Dave, I had a look at the average position stats. I don't have them to put up on the screen, and it was almost like the entire shape of the team was actually not too bad. And Inciala, his average position was like five yards behind everybody else's as well. So it was almost like he was terrified of Dembele and, you know, that had been borne out in his average position being yeah. being deep um, already. Um, but Dave, we're at a point now where if you make a slide tackle in a football match in 2021 and you you touch the the opponent, Nine times out of ten, it's a foul, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, and would he be? Do we think would he be playing if if what's the alternative? Wilson was fit, perhaps. I mean, I thought Wilson started the season pretty well, some of the games for sure. But again, he's been out. So, 
yeah, I don't know, <laughs> Wolf and you know the whole Wolfenden thing again is so up in the air, isn't it? You know, he can you know he, right, he didn't have the best of games, but but I mean, he comes he comes out, speaks out, and been benched. You know, been benched since. It's that I don't definitely know. seems to be a clash of personalities that will well, it, it, you know just like that. We're a new manager but it does, to um, but again, if, in, it's, it? if it's to the detriment of the team, for Christ's sake, you know. Um, Look, Enciala, I think, is a sol- he's, he's, look, solid enough defender when the ball's in front of him. Solid enough, good in the air, strong. But when he's turned, he's he's, he's a liability, absolute liability. Especially, but, 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 but like I say, for, for me, he does he does enough. Doesn't oh, he? He's, he's a he, he does enough in the first defender. bit of it. He gets in. Solid, yeah, he does. He, yeah. he gets in, and it's like you you have to trust your keeper from that position because Alex you've got, you've got a hell of a lot more yeah. chance of scoring a penalty than you do of scoring when you're going away from goal, pulling something and out. It was. From it. It's just. And he was obviously going, you know, the ref obviously considered it was going away from goals. He didn't even get a yellow for it, let alone because we, 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 my lads watched it. He said, geez, that's a red. He's off. He's great. He's, yeah, he's off. But yeah, then when you look at it again, I thought yeah, he, he, was, he wouldn't have I thought he was the, perhaps a bit straighter, but he wasn't. Yeah, under the new rules, he wouldn't have gone because it was an attempt. The, the new wording says deliberate attempt to play the ball. And he, ball, whatever yeah. you say about it, he's clearly trying to play the. It's not a, yeah, but, it's not a pull or a. Chances, um, are, winning. chances are winning it from there. Is, <laughs> oh, is, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't come into it. Um, no, I know it. I know it doesn't. And, and Joe's right. You've got to trust Holy from there because he has he has forced him into an angle. Um, yeah, and you would also trust Johnson Clark Harris from twelve yards. But um, Dave, he was closer with a free kick from thirty-five yards out than um, than I he think, was from twelve yards. What a dread, dreadful penalty, Troy Deeney. It wasn't. I think. I think you can safely say he went for power, didn't he? Gee, was I mean that would have, if that netting had been behind the goal, I think that would have been in the top tier, wouldn't it? Incredible. He's had yeah. a season ticket up there, yeah. Mate, he absolutely tanked it, didn't he? But yeah, it's odd, wasn't it? Because I mean, there's a there's a guy obviously not low on confidence. What 15 goals to date? But yeah, really, really, it's almost a penalty of bloody frustration, wasn't it? Odd. Joe, really psych- odd. psychologically, if you were a good side, a penalty miss would perk you up. Wouldn't it? Um, what, what would you think psychologically this did to um, us yesterday? I, 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 it's hard to know because I, as, as much as we are frustrated with it, I don't think we actually played particularly badly yesterday. We we did what we needed to do defensively. We sort of pushed up and tried to play more of the game in their half, and and we we pressed them much better than we had been sort of in recent weeks. So, but it was just a we just were a team. We were setting up yesterday to. to try and play for a nil-nil and try and nick it at the end. It was like a Mick McCarthy sort of going back to him. It's sort of like how we used to set up against good teams in the championship where you sort of, you, you're still in the game at the hour mark and then maybe you just try and... Try and get them a little bit yeah. more, try, try and do a little bit more to try and nick the win. And that's that's what our game plan was at home to Peter in League One yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It was the same, same old. We, we created, didn't create anything, did we? Well, here is the goal. And we'll come to you on this one, Joe. So, um... Canu breaks forward initially down the right-hand side. Uh, Downs actually fl- throws himself into a tackle. It breaks to Taylor. Um, it's a really good bit of quality by Taylor because he hits it first time and he doesn't play through the lines, but he completely breaks our lines with the diagonal. Nice um, Butler touch, set, cross. What happens next, Joe? Well, it's just where he's crossed it from. I think as a manager, you're happy with that. Swing balls in from that position all game, 30 yards out, 25, 30 yards out. It's what, two on four in the box. You've got to, you've got to do something special to score from that position. And unfortunately, the person being special was almost, was Mark McGuinness, effectively. <laughs> it's just, uh, 
it was a, a goal fit to win a game of poor quality. Dave? He's just in a poor position, isn't he? Look, I mean, the the thing with the lad there is he's all left foot, isn't he? He's very left footed, and it, if he sort of run, I suppose if he run that back, uh, run that back a touch, I think ultimately he he looks to try. I think he's thinking about trying to take take it with his take it out with his left foot, but obviously he doesn't, and he just gets in a complete just gets in a complete mess with it, doesn't he? You know, um, perhaps takes his eye off it a bit, and yeah, it's just one of those, isn't it? You know, keeper's got no chance, just just flies in, but he's not in a great position. There. He needs to be more. But said, but to be fair. The guy hits it early, doesn't he? You're right. You know, the the, the left side of plays it. Butler. Of, there's two bits of quality yeah, before yeah, then, no, isn't it? The switch, the switch of the play is really good. And to be fair, the butler, he gets it, he gets it down, gets it out of his feet, whips it in. We should deal with that, as Joe's right. It's four against two. There's no real danger, but he just gets uh, he just gets his feet feet in a bad position. And yeah, you've got no chance after that. But, uh, Dave, you'd have thought the butler, sorry, you'd have thought butler would have taken that on another five or so yards. He had nothing on him, and you thought when he was crossed it from there, I just thought. Oh. But he, I think, I think that. that's the issue. He just hits it in early. You're right. Yeah, he does surprisingly mm. early. Yeah, because it wasn't. Dave, I we, think Clark we, Harris was there. We talked about Jack Taylor three times now playing. You know, mm. key passes and it was good last season good, as well. Good forward passes. Why mm. are we? Did, why are we not talking about an Andre Dezel, Um, You know, in terms of it, yeah, these these know. three moments we've talked about, and the you know. The, the penalty but, and, and and this goal have all come from Dave, just a, a decent League One level passer <laughs> playing a good pass. But you know, the, but the 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 difference is all those passes were played quite quickly, and you know, really quickly. You know, the, the first one, the, I think the first one to set the first one from Taylor, or no, not Dembele's chance. The first one to Taylor to, to set the penalty is brilliant. Gets it under a little half volley pass through. Um, the the switch of plays first time doesn't even think about it. Doesn't take a touch. Switches at first time. And Butler, one touch in. We are just still, and I've said it about it before, our play is just so ponderous, so ponderous and slow and easy. That's the team, not, not just the central midfielders. Yeah. yeah, it's a team, I think, not just the central midfield. I thought Dizelle was poor yesterday. Very, very poor. I think probably, I think someone said on the WhatsApp group, perhaps his defensive work was slightly better. I disagree. If you look at that Dembele chance, he gets rolled so easily. I think that's Taylor as well. He just rolls him on, rolls him on halfway. Um yeah, it's, we, we just haven't got, other, other than yesterday, other than perhaps Bishop, perhaps once or twice broke the lines, I think, first half, can't remember doing second half, um, up to this point, anyway, up to the goal, we just we just off nothing. And it was the same old ponderous, you know, one pass too many, try and get the ball wide when we do, hit crosses in from hopeful positions. So, yeah, just totally different to what they were, to what they were trying to do. I wanted who, to make, but, but who does Dizel pass? Who does Dizel pass to though? There's nothing in front of him, is there? And I, I'm not. I'm not trying to defend him because he did have a poor game yesterday. He was poor yesterday. No, the I agree. On the ball, but there's Probably. no move. Like you see Taylor. Yeah, he's playing these balls, but he's playing these balls because he's got Dembele, he's Clark got runners. Harris, yeah, Smodic, right. two, two wing backs. He's got. He's got. He's got runners. He's got wing backs going forward. Yeah, perhaps um, I'm being a bit harsh, but he, he. I thought he gave the ball away sloppily a lot yesterday. I just want to make mention of this from John Nolan uh, from 25 Yards Out, which was the only shot on time. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Target. In the game from either team, try and get your head around that when you realise the outcome. Um, here's the numbers, guys. I'll just bash these through and then you can give me your general reflections. We'll come to you first, Joe. But um, 52-48 on the possession in Ipswich's favour, 13-7 on the total shots, one shot to nil on target, one shot on target in the game. And the team that had the shot on target lose the game. Um, a weird one, six corners um, a piece. Uh, two big chances for Peterborough, zero for Ipswich, which leaves um, Town ninth in the league table. Two points off the playoff positions with 25 games remaining to play. Joe, um, give me your reflections. Um, use use any of the numbers, if you will, and this quirk of one shot on target in the game. Um, Peterborough winning without a shot on target. They also missed a penalty, though, didn't they? So it's not like, it's it's not like they didn't create anything, is no, it? So very it's, true. Uh, it's just one of those games. It, I, th- I thought it was quite a poor quality game. I, I thought I thought we set ourselves up to frustrate them, and I thought we did frustrate them. Bar sort of bar a couple of sort of balls where we sort of got pulled pulled forwards, and they got a run in behind. So I say it was just a a relatively poor quality game. But I did I, I didn't think we were there to win the game. I thought. After we made the subs, we looked a little bit better. But why? You sort of have to ask the question: Why weren't we making those subs at nil-nil to try and win the game? And I think it's because we didn't have any ambition to win the game. Dave, yeah, I agree. Certainly agree about the subs. I mean, even even if we'd done it directly after the goal, I think there was a bit of a bit of a time. I can't remember actually when the goal went in, but seen a bit of a time lag till we made the subs. What seventy-five did we all three on? And I think Thomas made a yeah, looked like he made a difference. Um, some quite neat playing. Soon, soon as when he did come on, it seemed to liven up Edwards as well. You know, certainly in and around, you know, in and around the box for once. But a bit of balance, a bit of speed as well. Yeah, I, I think I think so. Moving the ball, moving the ball a bit quickly. But I mean, I think someone said. I think Rich said it. You know, one nil, one nil, game over as, as always is probably with us. And to be fair, I thought they had a, probably had a little bit, little bit in hand, didn't they? Really, you know, they were just happy to sit back and again let us play pretty much in front of them as we always do. Um, it's deja vu all over again. Here is our record this season against Jeez. the teams currently in the top six. And um, 
two things will um, prick your attention up. Played six, lost six, uh, losing 4-1 to Doncaster, 1-0 to Lincoln, 3-0 to Hull, 2-0 to Charlton, 2-0 wow. to Pompey, 1-0 uh, to Peterborough. What will prick up your attention is one, two, th the last four of those were all at home. And the other thing is, not only are we losing all the games to top six teams, we've only scored in one of the games. Um, why is this happening again, Dave? I just don't. I, I mean, I just don't know. I just really don't know. I mean, are they? Is it a mental thing carrying on from last year when I think was it two wins out of the top out of the top ten? Um, I, I, I mean, almost it almost has got a, has got a, to be almost a mental thing now. But then again, you know, I look at our side and the players coming back. Are we just lacking, you know, we've got to come to that conclusion that we're just lacking the quality and we haven't got the quality to beat these sides. And how, certainly how we set up, we don't set up to beat these sides. Um, Joe, uh, zero points and, and another, one goal. Another, obviously another one coming up on Tuesday. Which is not very good. Yeah. We, like I said, there's, you can sort of try and dress it up as much as you like, mental blocks that. We're not a very good side against decent teams because generally the teams at the top of the table are set up to win games of football. We aren't. We we beat teams because we've got better players than them. When we come up against a team that has decent players or is well set up, we we don't have. So we we don't break them down. It's a it's a massive failure of management. And there you have it. Should we go to some tweets, Dave? Go on in. Have you seen the tweet that's just come out just quickly? Um, yeah. That sort of EADT have just posted tomorrow's front page. Uh, just quickly, is, we're recording 10 past eight on Sunday night. Go ahead, Jesso. Yeah, the front page of tomorrow's East Anglian Daily Times is time to make a change, Marcus. After a poor defeat and as another season threatens to slip away, we say Paul Lambert's town record is not good enough and call for change. There you so, go. The good papers luck, are now officially... Sort of officially there, but where you were about <laughs> nine months ago. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I sort of I, I know from sort of you don't have to read too much between the lines of their podcast and sort of speak to them as well. There's something that they've been agonising over. I do think the Jim Magilton, they went far too early on that, and I think that was as much to do with the ego of sort of Derek Davis at the time. The fact Jim Magilton had totally fallen out of all the press, and I think they've regretted that since how they how they oh, were, Joe, at that point. and it's under different um, ownership, editorship, sports journalists. But I think that leaves a heavy sort of cloud over it. And Joe, Joe, quickly, if I can just come in, um, I'm sure Andy won't mind me saying it. Even making the 2000 documentary, he knew. I spoke to Andy before he started making that. He he knew that um, Magilton was going to, you know, snub any possible you know, involvement in that. So it is something. And 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 we we must say, um, these guys, whatever we think as um, you know, fans, are between a rock and a hard place, let's just say. So uh, Joe, continue. Yeah, no, so it's just a case that it's like I say, when you when you speak to people in the industry, it does turn out that generally when papers go with this headline, it's that they know the manager is out the door, so they just try and get it, get it in first. I'm not sure that's the case this time. I think it's just gone far too far, and it's just it's plain as a nose on anyone's face that he's done here, isn't he? And so I'm sure we'll come on to this further later, but ultimately there's not well, I say there's there's a few there, but ninety percent of the fan base is convinced that he is there's just no point in him being here anymore. He's only doing more damage by staying. What's your reaction to the um, newspaper um, turning, Dave? 
Yeah, I mean, they finally, I think Joe's right. Perhaps they're, they're right, and he's now firmly on firmly on the wall now, and he is, you know, he is on the way out, and they're getting it in first. Um, obviously, Sunderland, Sunderland coming up on what Sunderland coming up Tuesday, crew through the weekend, both of whom are obviously above us now. So, um, yeah, you'd think that would be that would be the what Sunderland game perhaps would be the breaking point before Saturday. And also, sort of the big news, not big news, but in recent weeks, we were due to be playing Wimbledon next Tuesday, which is cancelled. So if you are if you are going to make a change, sort of next, sort of not this week, next week is the only free week you've got in a calendar until Easter. So you need that. If there is going to be a new manager, he needs to be in. Um, that's exactly what Cardiff did. They waited for the FA Cup game. It was the only week, exactly what you've just said. And they, boom, after the midweek game, and they made they made their change. Um, well, uh, interesting stuff indeed. Um, should we try and lighten the atmosphere? Let's look at some let's look at some tweets. Uh, Luke asks, "When will you be renaming this as the Joe Fair Show? He's on every week, or are you just waiting until he drops the C bomb on Lambert? Doesn't doesn't need to. <laughs> Sorry, I can't be bothered to ask. Can I just defend our rotation policy and um, say that uh, we have three hosts?" who have to do a lot of preparation and then tech stuff afterwards. So we rotate them. Obviously, David is kind of like royalty around here, so he can do what he likes, and we we, we we tend to put him on. And we love having Joe on. We think he's fantastic, so we always offer, and then we've got seven Craig in the background. So, Joe, as long as you're happy to be here uh, performing regularly, we're very, very happy to have you on, but we will not be naming it the Joe Fair Show as much as Joe has been lobbying for that. Joe, your reaction? Yeah, no, great. Um, the only difference I'd say between Lambert and the C word is that C words are useful sometimes. Oh, stop it. <laughs> That's an old one. That's an old one. Uh, David, Steve says, uh, from the post-match interviews, there's a significant difference in appraisal of the game between the manager and the captain. Which one do you think was the most realistic? Well, I think we know that is. But is it pertinent now? Because in a tight ship, you would never have the captain contradict the manager, would you? No, you wouldn't. No, I think that perhaps was the was the actual ultimate um, clue there. Clue there yesterday, really. Um, yeah, the, the the manager came out with some very odd stuff, and it's clearly the the captain. And you assume he speaks for the team. Uh, just the frustration is just overbearing, is it? it? Just really comes out the the frustration of it all. And you'd think he's speaking. Um, you know, he's speaking for the team as well. To be so, fair, Dave, being a complete s house myself. If I was in a really high-paid job that I was doing rubbish at, I would have given exactly the same interview that Lambert did yesterday, <laughs> just to just to yeah. try and keep, just to try and keep oh, your job. Yeah, yeah. What are you yeah. going to do, um, David? Matthew Noble knows how to get his question read out. Who is the best no. player to have played for both Ipswich and Sunderland and drive an Audi TT, Dave? Ah, uh, yeah, so, yeah. I heard from him the other day. Actually, yeah, he's doing well. Yeah, I heard from him the other well, day. Matthew or Tommy Miller. Tommy, Tommy, of course. Yeah, yeah. I guess he'll be, he, he usually does some some summarising, but uh, I think last time Sunderland were here, I'm sure I bumped into, um, that's another connection, last time Sunderland were here, which was right at the beginning of last season, um, I was out on a, I was out the night before somewhere and meeting someone in... Um, yeah, he definitely didn't pay. Whatever he's about he, to say, company he, he, credit card, he, he didn't someone, pay. He, meeting someone in town and it was Eric, Eric Gates was sitting there doing the, uh, about wow. to do the summary for Metro, uh, from some sort of, I don't know, Metro Radio or something the next day. So I know Tommy does, I think Tommy was summarising for the, for the, um, Tommy was summarising at the stadium, a light in the in the game before you know yeah, the game back in November. Time. He yeah, wouldn't yeah. strike that penalty either, would he? Hey, uh, uh, 
Joe, uh, George says, I think you might have touched on this. Why are we so predictable in attacking uh, positions every time playing it out to the wing for a cross into the box? Uh, why don't we look to thread player through or play low driven crosses? Poor coaching, I say. Um, I think you've done this to death, Joe, but can you just wrap that one up in a bow? Because we're not very good. We just, we don't, we don't get players in the box. So what's the point in these low crosses? How many times yesterday did we get more than two or three players in the box? Maybe once or twice at the end of the game when the subs came on. That is it. It's just, we do, we do not, we do not attack. Does he, does, do we know if Lambert does much of the coaching? I don't think he does much of anything, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Unbelievable scenes. Um, and Tim, the question everybody's asking uh, now, really. Uh, what will it take, Joe, for Evans to pull the trigger? It does feel, and uh, Dave, before um, before we started the call, I was just chatting with Joe for a couple of minutes. Um, it feels a little bit different. Uh, with Mick, we kind of knew the contract was running and uh, we didn't quite know what was going to happen next, but it was going to be handed I mean, over. I mean, with Mick. Let me finish. With Hurst, it was kind of out of nowhere, wasn't it? Whereas yeah. this is kind of the first time, certainly since we've been doing the pod, where it's a case well. of poor, 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 poor. Yeah, the, the, guy has, the guy has to go. So um, let me go to Joe first, Dave, and then I'll come to you. Yeah. Um, what, what what are we looking at? Um, because I remember we always said, Joe, that that whole game under Mick, where funnily enough, Harry Wilson, who he's got now, um, destroyed us oh, with yeah. Jared Bowen. But Evans Evans doesn't go for the symbolic big home defeat, does he? Uh, uh, is there a number on this or anything? Well, it's it. Let's like say because there's been talk over Lambert's future, both in sort of just before he signed his new deal, sort of as the season came to an end, sort of a lot was going on in between the end of last season and the start of this season. But it's always what you've heard is sort of, there's there's never sort of been, not that it's official, but there's never been confirmation that his job is effectively on the line where I'd heard from a sort of few people yesterday, next three games, make or break. And if you, like I say, if you look on the TWTD's for prior to, prior prior to, to yesterday, week, yeah. yeah, prior to, sort of prior to the game, you look on the TWTD forum, Phil Ham is on there, who obviously has very good contacts, much better than I do. And he's he's saying the same thing, free game. So that is something that the club are, that is coming out from the club, who knows where from. But it's, like I say, that that's what I'm, as, as I understand it to be, next three games are key, make or break. One down, one loss. If we lose on Tuesday, do you even bother giving him the third game? If he wins, if we draw... Maybe maybe it goes on for longer, but like I say, this this run Peterborough Sunderland crew is what is what he's got to effectively save his job. He's he's made a bad start at it so far. Willie, like I say, if you lose two of those three, is that too many? I I, I don't know what the yeah, expectation well, is for the three games. What is yeah. the? You need to get three points. You need to get four points. You need to at least win one of your home games. You need to win two of the games. I, no one knows what the free game make or break thing is, but that is definitely something that a number of well connected people have sort of heard over the weekend and and sort of put in the public domain, sort of especially Phil on the message board. Dave? I mean, it'd be, it'd be interesting what reaction we'd be getting down there now with, with fans there, wouldn't it? And what, <laughs> what sort of crowds we'd be getting, for Christ's sake. So in some respects, and I know someone posted a tweet, you know, um, someone posted a tweet yesterday, look, now he's, now he's had COVID or now he's perhaps still got COVID. Is that going to almost save him Save him again as it did last year with the season, you know, ultimately with the season ending early? Um, 
uh, I don't know. You'd think you'd think of uh, you know another defeat on Tuesday, another. Oh Jesus! I mean, I looked at the goal scored night. Was it? Um, we, we just scored like twenty twenty six goals now. Twenty six goals all season we scored now. Um, you know, I think also if we lose. I know you're talking about historically. I think it'll be six out of the last seven, which is a record going back to uh, home games, going back to 94, 95 season. But then a stat, I think stat put that up. And then as he said, well, however, that was in the Premier League, not, you know, in the you know, Premier League, not not League One. Um, yeah, you. I would think defeat defeat at home to Sunderland, surely. Oh, you know, Dave, not- I, I agree. I agree with, what, um, with both of your points. And like Joe says... If it's a three-game metric, Dave, if you lose yeah, the first two, the best you can do is one, one, point, yeah, one point per game across three. Well, that's yeah. survival. Yeah, that's ball. gone. That's gone. It's, 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 it's not enough, is it? So basically, but then, who do we, but then who do we think? Who do we think logically would come here? Really, who do we think? Do we really want to do that? Joe. Well, I don't know, Joe, right. your opinion changed, really. I mean, you know, to, I mean, I know when we were last on practice two or three weeks ago. You well, let's just yeah. throw this in, that All Paul right, Cook on. was offered the Cardiff job on the same deal that McCarthy has taken it on the six That's months. Um, yeah. yeah. And it down. Um, so now whether that, I whether that precludes him from... Has he been, um, has he been tapped? You don't know. Yeah, but whether that precludes him uh, from... You know, a job lower down, but with a more secure contract. Mm. I, I don't know, but um, he's turned down a job fifteenth in the championship with a year two parachute payment and Harry Wilson and (laughs) Sean Morrison and Kiefer Moore and Smithies and you know Hoylet, some good, some good championship. Um, players. I mean, anyway, Dave, you said name name names. Go on. Well, no, just quickly, no, well, no, just quickly. Mills made a good point. You know, Mills made. You know, we're now into January, getting in, getting into February, and 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 Mills made the point yesterday. You know, who realistically would come here? Who's who's left? You know, I mean, you know, Joe quite rightly said the other week. You know, the Cowleys really, surely they're gonna they're gonna pick up the championship. They're gonna pick up the championship job, aren't they? Probably um, said that six weeks ago, though, didn't we? Well, we did, well, and we, we were waiting did. for Cardiff. Well, yeah, we that, that was the one where we all said, oh, OK, um, it's going to be Cardiff or Birmingham next. What's left, Do you know what's what left, I mean? What's left there now? Millwall? I just, like I say, I, I think that, Millwall next. That's a good point, yeah. You look at you look at the sort of um, managers that are available now that you'd, you'd guess would be on any shortlist for us. And it's Paul Cook. It's Danny Cowley. Gary Monk. Neil, Gary Monk. Probably You're Neil available. Harris now, who's now available after leaving mm-hmm. Cardiff. But I, I, I just... I, I don't know Paul Cook's situation, but he's always seemed one of those that I think is quite interested in Ipswich as a club. That I've, I'm, sort of fairly certain, I'm fairly Ex-Norris certain. Player called Paul. <laughs> I'm fairly certain there's a pre-existing <laughs> relationship between him and Marcus Evans as well. That it, that they aren't they they know each other. Put it that way. They, they've spoken to each other in the past. I don't. I'm I'm not necessarily saying he'd be the one. He'd 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 want the job. He'd take the job, but. I say when people say, "Oh, who could you attract?" I just think, well, I say you look at where we are actually, point-wise. I did this at the start of the pod. We've got thirty-five points after twenty-one games. If we lose tomorrow, if we think that is what the breaking point is, we've got thirty-five points after twenty-two games. That over a forty-six-game season is seventy-three points. That's that's basically playoff form. You're not you're you're not far off it. You you don't need a huge upturn in form to turn that. Yeah. from seventy three points to seventy eight, seventy nine, which is guaranteed top six. You look at people with low like let's say I I personally think the Cowley brothers are the are the ones to get if if you can get those through the door. They're local. They've done a brilliant job at sort of Concord Rangers, Braintree Town, two Essex clubs. 
Lincoln City, obviously, and it's not just what they do on the pitch, it's what they do off the pitch as well, that you look at what they did to Lincoln as sort of a city and as a football club, and it's just they, that's what we need here. We need people to come in, and Lambert tried it. He tried to engage the community, but I think we're all sort of probably will agree that that was just a facade. That wasn't the real him, because the real him is what he's been doing for the last year. So, Ben, ben what is... What what is the word on the mill on the Millwall job? I mean, I haven't looked at any odds or anything. What what keeps happening is um, well, so the Millwall fans are unhappy. Uh, this is Gary Row, obviously we're talking about. He's been in there for about eighteen months. It's one of those Dave where what keeps happening is they'll go on a bad run, things get to crisis points, and then he'll get four points from two games, yeah. and then it goes again. Uh, their their owner um, John Berylson doesn't pull the trigger and the one thing in Rowett's favor is that the doors are closed because you know yeah, that you know yeah. that Millwall lot would would have him out and but then of course that could be Gary Rowett available as well I know people will be cringing at these pragmatic um particularly Gary Monk and Gary Rowett yeah. have all had five championship jobs haven't they but this is where we are and these Good are the names you. yeah these are the names that are going to be um they're bad names, are they? If you know what I mean, if you said if you said a short list of Gary Rowett, Gary Monk, Danny Cowley, Paul Cook, and Neil Harris, there's sort of five decent managers, aren't they? Well, I think most of them have been promoted from League One before as well. I know Paul Lambert yeah. has uh, as, look, as I well. Think, but... I think we've spoken about it before, and I'm sure you've mentioned it before. Ipswich is still, I think, looked upon. I think there was an article in the Times a little while back that Ipswich is still looked upon as a good job as a good place you know it was a good place to work a nice place to you know surroundings nice place to live and you know a club that is a oh, God, sleep i hate calling it a sleeping giant but but you know well that has potential if you know if you get if you get the team moving in the right direction you get the you know support back you know you've got the fan base there and everything to go with it the facilities are there great ground you know easily a championship if not Lower premier, lower premier ground, you know. So it's still, I think, it's still a decent job for somebody. I don't think, I don't think that's the, you know, that's the issue. And you know, you will be given free you know, reign, free, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, how can I put this? The the type of person that would come to work for us, if you if you flip it and say, what job? Let's just say, just say, take Gary Monk as an example because I've seen him doing TV today, which is always a big flag saying, "Come and hire me when you see a out of work manager doing TV." What is going to come up? You know, look, if Bournemouth or um, if Tyndall goes at Bournemouth or Big Sam is done with West Brom and gets his first relegation, he's not going to be in the running for a year one, a year two parachute team, is he? And you mm-hmm. kind of think, you know, like you're saying about Ipswich possibly. Big, could be a, a better job than maybe, like, like we said, Joe, we made the Rotherham QPR comparisons last time we were all together. You, you might rather take Ipswich and, you know, rather than be struggling, you know, maybe in the in the championship. And like you say, um, come, come and live in Suffolk, have a three-year contract, free reign, win some games and hopefully have a pop at the championship. Um, anyway. You're, you're going to get two years as well from Evans, aren't you? you yeah, yeah. Not, I know Hurst only had 15 games, but... Lambert's been crap. That's a complete outlier, though, isn't it? He's had first. two years. Jewel, Keane, they both were poor. They had two years. Yeah. We, every, every single one of our managers, bar Hurst, is well over the average tenure in this division and, or, and in, in the yeah, EFL. In, in the 92, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, good chat, guys. Um, let's just quickly move on before we wrap up. It is Sunderland 
as we've mentioned on Tuesday night, they are not quite a top six team. Uh, we could add them to our list of defeats because obviously uh, we lost up there. Funnily enough, the only team above us we've beaten are Crew, uh, which could be the um, crunch game at the weekend. But um, that has the makings of a obvious tripwire that we're more than capable of falling off. Um, funnily enough, Joe, uh, a month ago when we were talking about available managers who knew the area, who um, knew possibly Marcus Evans as well, Lee Johnson was um, Lee Johnson was in that. Um, sort of conversation and he's gone in at Sunderland and I mean looks a bit looks a bit like us doesn't it um so, some names um Scowan, McGeady, O'Brien, White, White's got I think four goals in two games, Power, lots of people who've played at a higher level and uh, a big club um but really Joe this is um this is kind of um Lambert's last stand rather than a football match, isn't it? I, I think tactics and names and everything goes out the window for that narrative for Tuesday, really, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think it'll be a similar setup to what we did on Tuesday, where we're just trying to stay in the game for as long as we can to try and nick a win. What I about think, Thomas um, starting? Possibly, I think Thomas will. Pro- I think Thomas will probably start. There'll be there'll be a couple of changes, but I, I just don't. I just don't see that there's the confidence in the sort of playing staff at the moment to set up to try out and go out there and win the game, to go out there and sort of put them to the sword. Because I, I just think we're too... I say we, we just, we're setting up not to lose in the first instance. We don't want to go a goal down early because that will just... The confidence will sap out of them. And I think Lambert is just going to set us up to try and get to half-time at nil-nil, get to an hour at nil-nil, and then see from there where, where we end up. I just... I say you look at Sunderland, I haven't looked at their record, but they've had a couple of good wins, haven't they? AFC Wimbledon, they beat 3-0. Lincoln, they went and beat 4-0. But then they lose at home to Plymouth 2-1. And it's still say, three, three wins in four in, um, in, in all comps and one defeat in one, two, three, four, five, seven, six. One defeat in nine in, um, in all comps as well. So. Yeah. I think Lee Johnson's still scratching around trying to trying to find out his best formation, trying to find out his best players. He's moving it around. He's trying to settle on something, but I don't think they'll have anything to fear coming here. David, no chance of the Paul Hurst Hail Mary. Do you remember? I, I remember showing up at Leeds and we had no idea what the team was going to be. And it was about seven changes, a change of shape. Strangely, Bielsa knew what was going to happen already, but um, <laughs> we, won't, we, won't go, we won't go into that, will we? Oh, but, Christ, no, um, I mean, hopefully. I mean, do, you Joe, Hale, do you think the Hail Mary is going to happen or do you oh, think Joe's right that it will just be a couple of tweaks and more I of the same? I think it'll be a couple of tweaks. I'd like to think Thomas would start because I think he did. If He had a, certainly had a, some sort of impact when he came off yesterday. So I'd like to see Thomas White and Edwards and Edwards there as well. Um, funny enough, thinking of Sunderland at home... Um, Someone, I think someone said one of the questions was, you know, what's one of the last Ipswich games you, you sort of enjoyed? And thinking back, there hasn't been much over the last few seasons, but the 5-2 game against oh. Sunderland. But, but you're, you're talking now, you're, you're thinking, oh, it's a couple of seasons ago, and it's like 2017, wasn't it? 2017. Yeah, they, they were, they, we were great, but they were oh, rubbish. They were awful. <laughs> but what but honestly, the last pure entertainment. I mean, there was big Wagging Selena McGoldrick. Oh, all, all four of them played, wasn't it? Oh, bloody different class wasn't it unbelievable and uh, yeah. yeah how things are how things have changed um how things Grant would take one round the keeper and and stick oh, it in I as well I know so. it, was, it was like a waghorn back heel for Selena or was it the other way right it's just quality the goal was on a different level altogether absolutely brilliant but 
Yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, the first thing Johnson did, not surprised you said he got scowled back, but the first thing, hey, one of McGeady. the first things Johnson said, yeah, McGeady. Yeah, he's still got... He's oh, still he was got quality it. in that game. Oh, they were right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got and, goal in the system. He's still got it at this level. Definitely still got it at this level. So, yeah, um, tricky, tricky. But no, I think there'll just be a couple of, couple of changes and fingers crossed, I'd like to see Thomas start. And of course, Lee Johnson... Um, in the to bookend Paul Lambert, do you remember the god awful Bristol City home game that everybody um, we had a lot riding on? Do you remember? And we were we played quite well, and then just uh, folded and Spence uh, scored no goal. Yeah, Elias and swapped oh, wings at half time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Spence yeah. and who was it? Spence and Edwards were just hopeless, and Bart was awful, and and Jamie Patterson scored, didn't he? And it was like it was one of those instances where. Um, I call it a Fabio, right? I've got an Italian mate called Fabio. You could set him up with the most perfect um, set of situations to win an argument and he will still lose because he's so Italian and emotional. Sorry to any Italian people, but I always say to him, Fabio, you're the only person who can be completely in the right and still lose an argument. You just go crazy and start insulting very, very, everybody. Very animated hand and arm movement. Yeah, probably. yeah, right. And yeah. Um, we, we were Fabio that that night where it's like, how can we possibly lose this? Oh, let's score some own goals and concede three in 10 minutes or whatever it was. I just remember that game very, very well. And that kept that kept Lee Johnson in a in a job at, at the time as well. Yeah, I mean, been very, again, they've been very in and out. I think, you know, in recent weeks, they've won one, one, drew one. I mean, what, beat, beat had a really... 3-0 win at Wimbledon, lost in midweek at home to Plymouth. You know, all right, won yesterday narrowly, but yeah, they've been in and, in and out, haven't they? In and out. Lovely stuff. Well, that should just about do us then, guys. Did we manage to um, not get too uh, depressed? If I tell you what, if we're on here in another four weeks' time and we're having exactly the same <laughs> conversation... I think, then... I, think, I think the question is, if we're on here in a four weeks' time and there hasn't been an emergency pod in between time, then... Um, yeah, well, that's... we might have won a load of games if that's the well, case. Hey, well, hey, hey, the other we might have just. I think up, Joe. Like, I, I still think Joe here and there. I think Joe Stop was for the emergency pod, wouldn't he? Like, I'm sure. No, I'm sure we I think all we all. They're always yeah. good for ratings. The old emergency pods. <laughs> just both give me both give me a yes or no. Um, does it feel like we've now kind of reached the point where we think that something is possibly going to be happening in the uh, not too distant future, Joe? Yes or no? Yes, as soon as you start hearing games, oh, he's this many games to save your job, it's done at that point. Managers David. don't come back from that, especially ones that are so far in the hole as it is. David? Oh, yes, I think so, especially now that the press has finally seemingly come out. Uh, Joe, where can we find you on Twitter? Always, Joe, always uncontroversial on Twitter. Um, an excellent follow, I have to say. Um, at Joe Fairs. Lovely stuff. Um, are you covering any NFL stuff? Because there's some big NFL bits and bobs. Are you watching that tonight? Yeah, I'm, I'm currently missing sort of one oh. of these seasons to bring oh, my sorry. sort of pearls of wisdom to the <laughs> town fan base. To the Joe Fair show. Sorry about that. How, how, when did they start? Half six, I think it was. So oh, it's, it's not an issue. Our apologies. Uh, David, where can we find you on Twitter? Oh, is it Green Bay Buccaneers against Chicago Red Sox? Is, it, is, that, is that what's on time? I can't remember. Look, I um, can do this. This is Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady for Mr. One Sport here. I do, yeah. I do watch it. I was watching it. I was watching it um, yeah, last week. Bolt, I think, no, week before Baltimore, I think. Yeah, it's all right. So they're near, they're, they're, surely they're near um, 
uh, they're, near, they're nearly at the Super Bowl. How, how many? Is, is it still the playoffs? Yeah. It's tonight, the playoff. tonight, effectively, is the NFC title game and AFC yeah. title game. And then in two weeks, the two winners from today will play the Super Bowl. You see, I think, just quickly, I think when we get Premier League and Premier League 2 or a kind of European league and this big, I've said this for ages, this big, massive bigger than the Champions League final, grand final Super Bowl. I think that's where they'll they'll go with it as this big one-off TV event that they can make just gazillions of pounds of. Anyway, David, where can we find you on Twitter? At David Diamond 3. Uh, you can find me at Benjamin Bloom, still doing championship stuff. And um, I appeared on a Crew Alexandra pod um, with lots of caveats about uh, what the state of play may be next week, dependent on... Um, they said, give me a prediction. I said, well... Now, there's two possible outcomes here, isn't it? Because uh, something could have happened that might change my prediction. But there you go. Um, I did a piece for Tribal Football as well. You guys um, helped me out with it, actually, with some some knowledge on Wayne Rooney. Um, so go and check that out on my, on my Twitter and YouTube. All of that good stuff. But in the main, please come here at Blue Monday ITFC on Twitter. We're on YouTube. Richard uh, will be here on Tuesday night. Uh, hopefully, he won't be in too vexatious a mode after um, a potential banana skin where everything's a bloody banana skin at the moment against Sunderland and then we'll be back with the normal uh, pod on Monday next week unless anything happens beforehand that needs to be covered <laughs> at any point my sister used to tell me Joe when I was young if you cross both hands it cancels cross your fingers on both hands it cancels the other one out you should only do it. one but she also told me that if you tweak your tummy button, your legs fall off. So maybe I shouldn't have listened to my sister. Well, she's a lawyer now. So Just how is Dr. Bloom these days? Yeah, it worked out. It worked out OK, um, didn't it? Uh, you can support the show um, live when Richard's on on Tuesday. Super chat function on YouTube or by hitting the support button over on the Acast app. We do this for nothing. We try and enjoy it. So if you have enjoyed what we've done, you can donate what you like. It's not compulsory, but it does help with um, technology and paying for the um, streaming software and all things of that nature. Dave, can you sum up the current situation in one pithy word? At, um, I'm saving it. I'm, I'm saving it. I'm saving it for next. I'm saving it for next week. I'm saving it till he's gone. I'm saving it. Can't. Can't. Not. Not. Not this week. No. Okay. Would you do me the honour of letting me do it then? Of course. Go on. Okay. I'm just going to move back a bit. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Right. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Crap! It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.